What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. What is what is today? Where are we? It's the 12th, 2018. You guys are listening to episode 382. How the hell are you? Are you guys in a festive Christmas spirit? I am. You want to know why? Because my amazing landscaper, Hector. That's right. You may know Hector from such classics as Paul Verzi's I'll Say This on Comedy Central. Um, My amazing landscaper, again, guys, again, did not say no to me. He is the greatest thing to ever happen to me other than my wife and children and like immediate family. This man has been... This man has been nothing short of, I mean, I've never seen somebody that disappoints. I want to drink beers with this man. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about and you didn't see my special, first of all, fuck you, okay? No, um, I talk about him in my special. I talk about my landscaper Hector in a special because he... I talked about him in the special because he's just been amazing. And we I talked about the peach tree that came down. I talk about all the work that he's done, the, the shit that he did for my barbecue and everything like that. So as I uh, start this podcast here and get into episode uh, 382 for you fine, amazing fans and people, before we get into this, okay, um, I have two men outside putting the Christmas lights on my on my house now. Uh, if you're if you're listening for the first time and you don't know what happened, I will tell you. What happened was, I told my wife I was going to get lights for the house, and she said, "No, you're not." And I said, "Well, okay." Now you. And she goes, "You're talking shit." And I said, "Oh yeah, well now you're going to see the house from space. <laughs> now you're going to see the house from space because I'm going to have fucking lights all over this place. I'll fucking light up the cats. I'll wrap the cats up in fucking lights." So. She goes, well, last year you didn't. Now I listened, I, I thought back, and I go, yes, I did. I actually got those one of those like last-minute machines that like project lights all over the house and these snowflakes on the thing. Not great. I admit that. Not great. All right, but this year I'm going in. So I go to Target, and I buy all these fucking lights, and they're wrong, and they don't match, and I'm like, shit. So then I go to another Target. And I see that they had the lights that I really needed because I went on YouTube and I did research on what lights to get, how to install them and all that stuff, right? So I spent a ton of money. (laughs) I overspent. Even the guy's like, wow, man, you got a lot of lights. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot of lights. We can do a lot around here. And um, so I asked Hector. I go, Hector, do you know somebody, you don't, I don't know if you do it, but do you know somebody that does the lights? And he goes, I don't do it. He goes, but I'll ask somebody. And what happened that later on that afternoon, everybody, I get a knock on my door and it's Hector. And he goes, I call my guy. My guy will come and do it. So, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe so I get all the lights, but I didn't get the clips. You got to get clips that clip onto the house, clip onto the gutter. I had to get that. So I just overdid it. I overspent. I bought like seven boxes of everything when I needed like four. I just didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm one of those, by the way. I'm not one of these like, how many do we need? It's like, no, load up bags. We'll bring back. We'll just have enough. Okay? We have a fuck enough. I'm, I, I don't do that shit. All right? So, um, you know, so... I go and I'm they, they get to the house early and I'm tired. Luckily I packed up the uh I packed up my trunk last night with all the lights, but I didn't have enough clips. 
So these guys get here and I only give them 100 clips and then I run out. I go to four places, fucking Walgreens, Rite Aid, um, the Christmas tree shop didn't have it. And then I ultimately went to Home Depot and they had everything and I came back and these guys have been on my fucking roof and running around all day. Just crushing it. These guys are crushing it. Okay. And um, anyway, so uh, they're on my roof right now. My house is going to light up like a fucking. (laughs) And my wife thought I was talking shit. So now tonight, everybody, that's right. This Wednesday night, okay, the 12th of December, my wife is going to pull into the fucking driveway. I'm going to have the house cleaned. Okay, or straightened, or at least the shit she wanted me to do. And she's going to see our fucking house lit up like she's never seen before. And that's what's going to happen. And I'm going to be sitting there with a smile. And I'm going to say, don't you ever fucking defy me again. Do you understand who you married? Do you understand? Because I know you do understand, sweetheart. You do understand that when you tell me I'm not going to do something, I'm going to do it. And you know what she's going to do, everybody? She's going to take credit for it and she's going to say, I just told you that because I knew that you would do it if I told you that. Of course, that's what's going to happen. But as we speak, my house is getting fucking Clark W. Griswold as we speak. All right, so I'm excited about that. Got a great show for you guys today. I'm trying to think if I saw a movie. No, but I did. I did. Listen to a podcast. And uh, I got to shout out my neighbor Jeff. My neighbor Jeff's going to come on. He's a big personality. He'll he'll be a recurring uh, on the regular podcast. He'll be a recurring. By the way, thank you to all the Patreon listeners. Um, as I restructure towards the end of the year, I just did a great one with Chris Lamberth. Chris Lamberth was a comic that you heard maybe on it a long time ago. Since then, he's been in a Melissa Carthy movie coming up, or that's out now. Orange is the New Black, Murphy Brown, a funny stand-up comedian, originally from Maryland, now Jersey. Chris has been uh, Chris has been somebody I met a long time ago, maybe seven years. Always been a good dude and a good friend since then. So he was on the Patreon. We have a really funny story in the Patreon. There's also a picture of me and Chris, so you could see that. So uh, I'm going to keep doing those until I restructure and we'll be doing something new and a restructure the beginning of uh, next year. But I have a lot more, uh, you know, patrons to give you guys. So anyway, uh, thank you for that. It's $3 a month if you want to hear extra Verzi effect stuff. Um, Speaking of that, I want to thank everybody, everybody who came out to the Stress Factory uh, Comedy Club in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. It was an amazing time uh, out there. It was my first time headlining that. Uh, the last time I headlined was a few years back. It was a co-headliner, three-headliner show. It was the all-in tour. It was me, Jason Lawhead, and Joe Bartnick. But um, this weekend was uh, this past weekend was just me headlining there. Had a great time. Uh, did a show Thursday, two on Friday, uh, two on Saturday. Uh, almost had a couple of sellouts. Thank you all. So many people that uh, saw my special and saw me at Madison Square Garden were there. Um, you know, each show, somebody, fans were there. So thank you guys so much for that. I really appreciate it. And um, thank you for the kind words. I wanted to give as much new stuff as I can with a little sprinkled in from the special because I want people to still go to the special, which you can do right now, everybody. When you're home for the holidays, you got nothing to do. Oh, yeah, I never got a chance to see Verzi's special. Or you know what? Let me watch Verzi's special again. You can do so on Comedy Central On Demand. Just go to your, just go, go on demand. It's there. And uh, there you go. You could watch my, my special. And if you don't have it, you could subscribe to the app and you could watch the complete 
full-length, unedited version, the, not the TV version, an extra 20 minutes of it, you could watch it. So please do it. People keep quoting it. People keep hitting me up saying, oh, I just saw the special again, and um, it's doing really well, thank God. So please check that out. Thank you so much. Shout out to uh, Vinny Brand, and, and it was just a great time. It was just a great weekend, and um, you know everybody had a really everybody had a really good time. So um, I appreciate it. You know, New Brunswick. It's a it's it's a great room actually. It really is a great room, and um, it's funny because I remember like being going there for the first time, young, and you're scared and you're nervous, you know. And now I'm like, this is such a it's like a smaller room. Not that I'm a spoiled brat, <laughs> you know. I'm always doing uh, arenas. No, I no. But it was just it was just such a great room. So thank you to everybody who came out um, to uh, the Stress Factory. I have a lot of other dates coming up. Uh, more Jersey dates coming up too. I'm gonna be at Bananas and Hasbro Heights. All of those dates are on the site. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Let's get to the sponsors, everybody. Capper Network, huh? I went three and three. I just cannot get past the mid forties uh, for my percentage. I think I'm at forty three winning percent. I just I cannot get over the hump with that seven eight percent to get me over fifty percent of my picks this year. It's not over yet. I still have three games, but go to Capper Network, guys, for um, the best prediction website out there. You can make money. They have a Survivor Three Strike Survivor um, thing on there. You can make money. You can make money by uh, looking at. Uh, well, no, you can make money a couple ways. Looking at the leaderboard, because you get on a leaderboard there if you get a lot of great picks. And um, you can make money by getting on top of the leaderboard and people buying your advice. Or you could just bet on what the leaders are doing there and see what they're doing there. And guess what? Capper Network is 100% for free. So what the fuck are you waiting for? It makes no sense. Do you like sports? Do you like watching football? Do you like saying, oh, I knew that was going to happen or I thought that was going to happen? Well, now you can prove it with this site. You get a ranking, okay? You get a profile, you get to you get a percentage. You get to see where you're at. You get to you know you have opportunities to make money. Contests. You can draft your own handicappers that are on the site and make money that way. I mean I don't understand. Pick it, prove it, profit. That's what it is. You ever talk to your friend Mike and you go, you know what, Mike? Fuck you. I told you the Colts were gonna lose that game. And you're talking about Andrew Luck. I'm telling you, I told you. I told you. Not only did I tell you the Colts were gonna lose, that you know the other team was gonna cover. Blah blah. Now you could actually have that in your prediction thing. So it doesn't make sense to not do it. Please sign up for Capper Network. There are great guys who run it. It keeps growing. It keeps building. You guys keep telling me you're doing it. Let me know your percentage. I got a couple of uh, listeners on here that are trying to go head-to-head with me. And I think they're beating me. Or they might be. I don't know. I'm 43% winning percentage. I know that. But just go to it. It's completely free. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts. And you could always ask those guys about the site. Uh, They got the NBA, all that stuff. You know, the baseball, whatever. And uh, they're always adding to it. So please check out Capper Network. I just put in my picks. We're going to get into sports in a little bit, but check that out. And All Things Comedy, guys. All Things Comedy shot their second special for Comedy Central, Ian Edwards, last night. And then next month, January 11th in New York City at the Highland Ballroom, I believe, Jessica Kirsten will be shooting hers. And those will be the three that are contracted under All Things Comedy to go to Comedy Central. I was the first, then Ian Edwards and Jessica Kirsten. It's been an honor. Please check them out. They have amazing online content. They have amazing um, podcasts. They have they they're an album. They're labeled. They're they're the best, and uh, they're very very artist friendly. So thank you guys um, so much for that. 
and I mean all things comedy, and you people who watch the special, please support both Capper Network and all things comedy. You know what I was afraid of, though, doing this podcast? I, I heard a thud outside, and I'm going, dude, if one of these fucking guys fell off my roof. But it was them putting the ladder next to the gutter, thank God. But I'm sitting here going, yeah, I'm going to light up my fuck. You're going to see my house from space. Like, Boof. And then I hear like, gully ambulance. I can't fucking deal with that. These are nice guys. God forbid, actually. God forbid. Um, I'm going to give you my unacceptable. And then I'm going to go into your guys' unacceptables or see what you guys wrote in. A couple of people wrote some things in here. Um, let me see. Is this an unacceptable? Um, let's see. Anyway, yes. Well, it's, it's something from... Uh, somebody a couple things so here we go anyways let's get into this thing let's get into this thing my unacceptable everybody i go to walgreens i'm in the festive holiday spirit okay and i feel like everybody uh knows that people are in the holiday spirit right and if you don't know people are in the holiday spirit, you know people might even be stressed out or maybe even upset around this time because of just maybe lost loved ones, um, maybe they're lonely, maybe they wish they were sharing with somebody, or they're happy because it's Christmas time and there's going to be family. Either way, there's a lot of mo- emotions flying now, right? Trust me, I'll get to what I'm talking about. I'll get to what I'm talking about. It sets things up, okay? It sets things up. So... I go in, I'm like, ah, I'm going to get some lights, I'm going to get some Christmas decorations, I'm going to throw it in my wife's face, I got to see if they have the clips to clip onto the fucking house so the lights stay on, all this and that, right? And um, so I'm sitting there, Uh, I mean, I I walk in there and I'm, I'm looking around for things and I just don't know where all the Christmas things are. So I say... I see people in there, you know, and they got the whole thing decorated and there's wreaths and there's Christmas candies and there's lights and all this shit. And I go, hey, man. And I was maybe in a rush. I say to a worker, by the way, you can never find these workers, right? You go to Target, you go to a fucking department, you go to these places, you can't find anybody. God forbid somebody's fucking working. I went into a giant Rite Aid today. Nobody's working. And this fucking little kid comes out of the back looking all mopey and shit. And it's like, dude, I need, I need shit done. Okay? Fucking walking back there. Where are you? What are you doing? So then, I say to this guy, Hey man, where where can I, you got Christmas lights? And he does a drive-by. This quick walk-by and just points his finger. He takes his index finger and just points, like goes left with it. Or actually the way he was, he was looking facing me. He goes right with his left hand. So he's walking towards me facing me. And he just puts his left hand out and points his index finger and just like directs it in. In other words, right there. Doesn't say right there. Doesn't smile. Doesn't say anything. Just walked by, points, and then left and was out of sight. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, dude. Don't don't take this shit out on me. Okay? Even if it's like, oh man, it's right there. You're right there. Or, oh, no, you're not far. Right over there. And even, let's just say... He was a sarcastic dick, but he still tried to do the right thing. Then you say, oh, turn around. You're right there. Something like that. I wouldn't have liked it, but at least some communication. But this walk by, I mean, I still would have thought the kid was a dick. and probably done it unacceptable to be like, don't be sarcastic, dick. That would have been the other unacceptable. Don't be sarcastic, asshole. I get it. Yeah. You know, but nothing. He just points in. 
It was almost like an angry boss. It's like, I don't fucking work here. Why are you angry? He just pointed in and then walked by and didn't say anything. Didn't he? To the point where I didn't even have an opportunity to say thank you. Unacceptable. It's Christmas time, you douche. You know, it's not my fault. What are you break? What are you fighting with your girlfriend? Are you pissed off you're working at Walgreens? It's like, don't give me, don't, don't give me the point. And then who does the point and then walks away? Seriously, who I wouldn't even if I was like really angry at somebody, I or or just say the oh the aisles right there something like that. You don't just point and like disappear. You know, I almost felt like like the guy didn't even want me there. Fuck that guy, unacceptable. You don't do a point and you don't acknowledge anything. How about this? Oh, they're right there. And if I could help you with anything, just let me know. I'll be over here. Merry Christmas. How about that shit? How about that? You know, and I'm going to tell you something. I do fucking reward people that do that. I was in a CVS and this kid was an absolute sweetheart and went above and beyond early in the morning. And I just goes, your manager here? And I go, this kid is unbelievable. This kid is unbelievable. Like this is the type of guy you want working for you. It's funny. I turned into like undercover boss at like Rite Aids. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm like this guy. Like, no, 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 no. I've had it. I've had it. Get your manager out here. Do you understand what this kid's doing? Give him 10 grand and send his family to fucking Orlando. No, but I, I like doing that. And this guy was the opposite. This guy, yeah, it's in there. Like, if looks could kill, it because it's like just pointed. Didn't even say it's in there. Let's go to your guys. Here we go. This says, BBC News. Comedian refused to sign behavioral agreement before gig. This is from Saren. Hi, Paul. I have an unacceptable and an acceptable. I've listened to all of your podcasts and think you're really funny. A big thanks to Bill for mentioning you in his podcast. Yes, many people who have listened to the Monday Morning Podcast got on to me. Um, Bill Burr has been an amazing friend and mentor. And when I started working with him as a very, very young, unknown comic, literally in my mid-20s, Bill saw something in me. And he's been an amazing, amazing friend and mentor. And um, here we are all these years later. And who would have thought that the best comedian in the world would want to put his name on my special. And um, it's been amazing. And so many people that listen to the Monday Morning Podcast have now came over and listened to me. They love when we argue. They love people go, are you the guy that loves the sneakers? (laughs) But um, I'm glad that you jumped on board, uh, Saren. And I'm also glad that... um, you stayed and you continue to listen. I really appreciate that. Uh, here you go. First, the unacceptable. I've never actually listened to any of your stand-up comedy. Uh, I'd say uh, throw my lazy ass into a cage with videos of all your routines. Well, I got some news for people um, that I wasn't able to say, but there's an announcement and I'll make it right now during this unacceptable acceptable. We are going to be releasing 20 minutes of my special through clips online very, very soon. So you'll be able to pass a nice chunk of the special around to your friends. And all I ask is you guys make sure that you pass it around all over the place. And um, and, and you'll be able to see a lot more of my stand-up. Uh, the Acceptable. I've just purchased A Night at the Stand and love it. Keep it up. Thanks. I had to buy it from uh, a site, Bandcamp. Hope you get a kickback. Uh, also uh, thought this might fire you up. 
Comedian refused to sign behavioral agreement before a gig. This is from the BBC UK News. Okay, let's take a look at this here. Uh, okay, a comedian refused to sign a behavioral agreement. A comedian has turned down a gig at a university after, oh God, as soon as I saw university, I got upset. After being asked to sign a behavioral agreement first. Constantine Kissin was warned about no tolerant policy, no topics including racism, sexism, and transphobia. He was asked to perform at a gig at the School of African and uh, Oriental Studios in London, organized by University Society UNICEF on campus. The group has since apologized and the students, Union says, uh, believes fully in freedom of speech. Constantine told Radio 1 Newsbeat, the experience reflects a growth trend of free speech becoming stifled on university campuses across the UK. Good for him. He shared behavioral agreement form online, says the title, Nearly Made Me Puke. Um, it's, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting and absolutely unacceptable. And yeah, did you, Sarah, did you have to fire me up? I mean, I was fine. I was in the festive spirit. I got guys putting lights on my house. You know, I was, you know, I was just listening to Lovely Day by Bill Withers. By the way, have you guys listened to that song? That's the best song ever. Well, let's not get crazy. It's not the best song ever, but it's a really good song. Um, you know the song, right? It's like, when I wake up in the morning, love. And then it goes, and it's gonna be a lovely day, lovely day. I'm just driving, listening to Lovely Day by Bill Withers, feeling good. And now I got to see that fucking universities. And do you know something that they asked a very smart, one of these very smart, I'm not, not scientists, but one of these fucking guys, social fucking whatever. What's going on in the world today? Why is this PC movement going on? And I believe this guy was even a Democrat maybe, if I'm not mistaken, or just, and why is this? And he said, it's the universities. The universities and what's being taught in this country and universities is sickening. It's 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 this whole let's get a fucking therapy dog in here after a terrorist attack in a fucking another country. Or oh, there's a, another school shooting. Let's get therapy dogs and pizza parties and cry rooms. Let's let's fucking, you know, take a day off. If somebody gets elected that you don't like, let's take a day off of school so we could all reflect on what's going to happen. Are you fucking kidding me, you pansy-ass fucking baby? Grow up. Grow up. It's so ridiculously unacceptable and so fucking just... What's happening today is unbelievable. Oh, did I tell you guys the uh, the news about the daddy-daughter dance is happening? The daddy-daughter dance is happening at a golf club here. And I went on the thread. I went on the Facebook thread with the parents from the neighborhood. And I said my piece. I said, this is great. This is amazing. It brings community together. I said all the things I wanted to say without anybody able to say anything back without looking like a complete lunatic cunt. And it felt great. Because you know what? Good will prevail. The right thing will prevail. And the fact that this comedian refused to sign a behavioral agreement is awesome. I like this kid better 
please, if you know this kid in the UK, if you're a comic, if you know who I'm talking about, his name is Constantine Kassin. Tell him to reach out to Paul Verzi, the Verzi Effect. I'll try to reach out to this guy on Twitter. This guy's the fucking man, and people need more of this. You need more of this. Kevin Hart is not hosting the Oscar Awards, okay? Because of a tweet he did when he was a kid in his 20s as a comedian making a joke about if his son was gay. I know Kevin Hart. He's a great kid. He's a nice guy. I met him a couple times. I know people that know him. It's ridiculous. Okay? Now they're giving out behavioral agreements. Freedom of speech means freedom of speech. Meaning whatever is said is said and if you don't like it you can get up as long as you're not saying some hate shit as long as you're not screaming fire as long as you're not fucking you know talking about hurting people and promoting violence and asking for violence and all things like that anything could be said racist shit sexist shit you know uh uh, homosexual stuff bisexual stuff heterosexual stuff violence drugs diseases, special needs, fucking, you know, wheelchairs, you know, animals, uh, all these different things that PETA could get mad at. And all these things are fair game in a comedy room. And the fact that they're trying to take it away is ridiculous. And every comedian needs to not do what this guy did and not sign the behavioral agreement. So good for this guy. I like this guy. You didn't have to fire me up though, Saren. You really didn't. Um... Okay, here we go. This is from, please don't use my last name. So this is from uh, the the search here. I'm sorry, the subject here is Kareem Hunt uh, from Jesse. And Jesse says, what time is it? These guys are on my roof and shit. All right, Jesse says, Paul, thanks for taking the time to read this. Long listener and big fan of the show. Well, thank you. Uh, I want to weigh in on the Kareem Hunt situation since your views seemed to coincide with what I thought about the issue. The TMZ headline claiming Kareem brutalized a woman was pure insanity. I got into a heated argument with close friends over this issue and despite um, consistently saying it was stupid, he looks like a jackass. He should be suspended and he's clearly in the wrong. Whenever I said but he didn't brutalize anybody and this is completely overblown all my friends would choose uh, what they choose to hear was i support him and don't care about violence against women i know it's ridiculous you can't it has nothing to do with that hunt was wrong hunt was stupid hunt should be punished for this decision however where are we at in society that we can't accept that these actions were way closer to being disrespectful and rude than they were to being violent and aggressive. I think people take pleasure in the fact that he is in jeopardy of losing his career because of this issue. I agree with that 100%. That's a that's a great point. Um, that is an absolutely great point. Uh, I'm sorry, let me keep going. I think people take pleasure in the fact that, yes, his demise is as much a form of entertainment for them as his ability to carry the football. That sickens me more than his actions um, displayed in the video. Beyond that, the amount of verbal fellatio that occurred when the Chiefs cut him was insane to me. Uh, 
Let's applaud the chiefs for having zero tolerance policy on violence against women be, uh, because they cut hunt. Yet, they still employ Tariq Hill, who choked and beat his pregnant girlfriend before they drafted him. A true zero tolerance policy from the chiefs would include cutting Hill. Bad people exist in all professions, and sometimes good people screw up and make mistakes that make them look bad. Lastly, when are we going to start holding women accountable? By all accounts, including the video, the woman was the aggressor. You used uh, the if that was my daughter argument on your last podcast. And while I agree with you uh, that uh, if my daughter were assaulted by any man, I would be enraged. I would also be sickened by my daughter's actions if I knew she was shoving, hitting, uh, scratching and yelling racial slurs at a man. As society, we're striving toward uh, equality between the sexes, yet we consistently let women off the hook when it comes to putting themselves in a situation where they provoke the violence against them. Like Bill Burr said, there are tons of reasons to hit women, you just don't do it. But there are plenty of reasons, and uh, the women in the Kareem Hunt video displayed quite a few. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how she could have done a better job removing herself from the situation instead of escalating and being the aggressor. I don't feel bad for her in the least bit. Ray Rice's fiance was a victim. The woman in the hunt video is not. Uh, I hope he can continue his career in the future. Sorry for the length and thanks for the laughs. Um, you know what, Jesse? I got to be honest with you. Uh, I can't really argue with much that you said. You know, um, I think everybody needs to be accountable for their actions. I think if you're the aggressor and you physically attack somebody, it's definitely fucking you need to be held to that. You need to be held responsible responsible for what you do and those actions. Absolutely. And going after a guy hitting and scratching and calling him racial slurs is not cool. And if my daughter did that, you're 100% right. I would definitely be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, that said, when you're in the NFL, don't shove a guy into a woman and, and don't, don't, you know, uh, do what he did, but you clearly stated that here. So I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think that the comparison, uh, between the Kareem Hunt and the Ray Rice videos are, is, is actually ridiculous. I really do believe that. You know, I, I think that, um, the chiefs, if they, if they have a zero policy, then have it across the fucking board. You know, Joe Mixon knocked the girl out in an Applebee's. He punched her in the face like it was a heavyweight championship fight and he was going for a knockout. I mean, that's what happened. Ray Rice, same thing. You know, knocked the girl out cold. You know, dragged her out by her ankles because she was out cold. This guy is pushing and shoving in a hallway and then did like a little shove kick. It wasn't even like a kick. It was nothing that you were like, oh my God. You know, this is an NFL player. If he really kicked her, she'd be fucking, like I said, they'd scra they'd have to scrape her off the fucking ground with a spatula. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I think, I think that... But you made a point here that I want to touch on. I think it's a, a really great point. Okay? I really do. What you said... What you said was basically that it was more about him losing his job for the people. You know, that's what people are getting off on. You know? I don't think... That all of those people that saw Kevin Hart's tweets, including his peers, his colleagues, friends, family, all those, those people don't believe that Kevin Hart is a malicious person who hates gay people and is, you know, against gay people. That's not the case. 
It was the thrill of him losing his job because of it. And that's the culture right now. Let's take people out. And it's sad and it's sickening. And the fact that there's somebody's job to go through somebody's tweets, it's ridiculous. And that's the culture that we're in. You know, it's really a, it's really a sin, really. You know, because uh, these people just want to hurt you. The intentions are not good. Oh, I hate people, everybody. I fucking hate them. People suck. Until you sit down and you meet them and then they don't talk shit, right? They do it through all other things. They do it through social media and they do it through blogs and they do it through articles and they do it through reporters and going that way. But nobody's going to sit there. Nobody's going to confront you. It's all bullshit. It's all fake bullshit for them. This is a great... Actually, both... I like uh, I like both... Um, I like both things that I just read because I'm going to leave it at those two right now. But thank you, Saren. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, I want. I have to talk about some stuff. I have to talk about a um, podcast that my neighbor Jeff introduced me to, which was unbelievably wild. And uh, also got to talk about the, the, the Giants having a chance. Now, I know what you guys are saying. Paul, you're delusional. You're delusional because you love your New York football giants so much. But guys, I was listening to the NFL Network today. And the Giants actually have a way in the back door of the second wild card with certain things having to happen. Now, first order of business, the Giants have to win their next three games. Are they winnable? Yes. The Giants won four out of their last five games. They play the Tennessee Titans at home Sunday. Then the Colts in Indianapolis. That's going to be a tough one. And then the Dallas Cowboys at home, last game of the season. I'll be there for that one. Okay, I will be at that game. And you need a couple things to happen. You need the Bucks to lose one. You need the Eagles to lose two out of three. You need the Vikings to lose two out of three. I believe those are the scenarios. So, but I looked at the schedules and the other teams have hard games. So, yes, it's a long shot. Yes, I'm being delusional this season. Yes, that one game against the Eagles is going to absolutely kill me because they should have won it and give this even a better chance to get in. But I got two words for you, everybody. Uh, Saquon fucking Barkley. I know that's three words. Saquon Barkley is the shit. This guy has been the vocal point of... This guy has just been the guy. He's been what they needed. And ever since he's really carried the load, they've literally not really lost. Um... And the one they lost, they were winning by a lot. Like it was a hard. Like the Giants' offense right now is on fire. Eli looks great. Funny what some blocking does. So who knows? But now at least, at least I could pay attention to the last three weeks of the season. At least there is some crazy backdoor chance that the Giants get into the tournament. There's a chance, and that's all you could ask. And the first order of business is Tennessee on Sunday. Win that game. And hopefully the, some other teams lose and your scenario could get even better. 
But will I be rooting for that and sitting there hoping? Yes. But then it'll probably be over by next week if they lost, and I'd still be like, all right, next year, but the Giants are my beloved Giants. So that's what that's what it is. But there's a chance. That's what they said. Peter Shroud to Peter Schrager said, so you're saying there's a chance. That's all you could ask for. Because I was there last year when we were three and fucking whatever we were. Or this time last year, I think we were two. This time last year, yeah, well, how many games is there now? So we're five and eight right now? So there's been 13 games. Yeah, at this time last year, I think we were 2-11. and 11, And then we ended up finishing 3-13 and 13, uh, with no chance. So I'll take it. I will absolutely take it. But this kid Barkley is, make no mistake, we haven't seen some shit like this. For any of you people, if you're listening to this in Europe, if you're listening wherever you are, if you want to watch some special, spectacular shit, watch Saquon Barkley play football. Because he's the best player on the field in, at any level in any game he's ever been in. That's how unbelievable this guy is. And I'm thrilled that we get to watch him. The New York Yankees might sign Manny Machado who said, I'm not a hustle guy. I hate that. Until I go to Yankee Stadium and he hits three home runs and has a great play in the field. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Isn't that funny how we do that? We do that in life, don't we? People do that in life. You're like, what are you doing? How could you do that? What are you nuts like? All right, I was wrong. This is fucking incredible. I mean, I had it wrong. Of course you had it wrong. It's because you go to a nine to five and push papers all day. And there are people that get millions of dollars to fucking figure out the best people. You don't know shit. None of us know shit. Do you know that? None of us know shit. Okay? We act like we know things. We act like we're, you know. Listen, I know some things and you know some things we all know some things to a certain level but we don't know shit the way we act like we do I had a boxing conversation yesterday at a comedy club and I'm talking about boxing and I'm like and and one of the guys I was talking about I go well I never saw that guy fight but as far as these two guys I know that this would be and then I felt like such a dick so I had to go and watch it I didn't talk about it as if I knew but I was talking about it, and it was in the text of the conversation, like, oh, this guy should fight this guy. Or uh, Anthony Joseph should fight Wilder. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, this one. And I'm like, I don't even, I never watched Anthony. So then I watched all of Joseph's, uh, Joseph's fights. Is it Anthony Joseph? Yeah, I watched it. By the way, that guy's nuts, by the way. Point is, guys, we're all a bunch of shit-talking assholes who know half the things that we think we know. That's really what it is. And the less you take yourself seriously and the more you realize that you're an alcohol-drinking asshole sometimes, you think you know shit. Okay, you're not. Oh, yeah, you're the best at this. You're the nicest at this. You're good at this. You ain't shit. There's always somebody out there better. Get your shit together and grow up. You fucking nobody. No, I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though. Um, guys, I was in the car driving, uh, to New Brunswick and well, I'll back up. I was at my son's basketball game. Shout out to my son's basketball team. My son hit a deep three, went to the foul line once, knocked both foul shots down. I was there as a proud dad. I literally jumped off my seat when the first flat foul shot went in and people were like, is this guy out of his mind? And the answer is yes. You know, you're, and I was like sitting right there by the foul line. So like I was right there. 
And my son's there and he just looked calm and he shot and it went in. And I was just like, I just jumped up like he hit a game winner. Anyway, um, so I was talking to my neighbor Jeff because he was across the gym coaching his daughter's team. And I'm going, dude, I got to go to New Brunswick tonight. And I go, you know, last night took me three hours or whatever. And he goes, because you got to start listening to these crime podcasts. What are you doing? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, no, Paul, I'm serious. Like, But in my mind, when I heard podcast, anytime when you do a podcast, cause I've been doing the Verzi Effect for a long time. I've been guests on many, I've been a guest on many, many podcasts. Of course, comedy ones, but I've been a guest on many podcasts. So when you hear podcasts, I'm not going to listen to somebody else do something that I, I do a lot. But he goes, no, no, no. These are true crime podcasts that are basically like a show, like a crime show that you listen to. And boy, was he right. So I got to shout out uh, my neighbor, Jeff, because I went from like dreading a drive to not wanting to get out of my car to where I'm like, listen, if this is not over, I'm sitting in my driveway. And the one he sent me was Dirty John. For you people that don't know, guys, I am I promise you. The first couple, so here's what Dirty John is about without giving it away. Dirty John is about this guy, John Meehan, who, um, con artist, all this and that. He meets a woman and, uh, you know, they, it's a typical story. They fall in love. She, things happen fast. He's doing some shady stuff. And I'm not going to lie. The first two episodes, I'm thinking, all right, this is okay. But I mean, is this lady like not smart? Like what's going on? But guys, as it unfolds, as this thing starts to come to a head, and it's only six episodes, and then the seventh episode is like the real people in it talking at this hotel, in this theater or whatever, okay? But I got to tell you, episodes three through six, I was like, what? And episode six just was like, whoa. And it's a true story. The the, the 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 real people are are out there. Um, it literally unfolded like a movie. Like it starts, and I'm listening in my car, and they're like, and then he did this, and then he did this, and then all of a sudden, and you're like, no, he's not going to do it. And, and then lawyers are getting involved, and people, and all of these characters come into this podcast Real. This is a real, true crime story that actually happened and the real people that took part in this are out there and this happened and it was unbelievable. Really good. It's shit that happens to people all the time. Every I think it's actually in a way educational. Um, it's scary. It's um, well told. I mean, it, it was done great. A reporter from the LA Times got all the information, interviewed everybody, was the one to get all the audio and put the podcast together. Just really well done, but the ending blew me away, and I was so glad driving home Monday night. I had actually, ironically, I had another show in Jersey in Springfield, and uh, I, I came, I watched, I listened to the whole thing, and I was just like, well, and apparently they made a, a movie of it where uh, Eric Bana plays John Meehan and then, you know, the, all the stuff. So if you saw it already, then that's what it's about. But the podcast and the real story and what you hear is you hear the real people talking in interviews, the real shit that happened, and it, it it's, it's wild. 
I'm telling you, it is the, it's, my neighbor sent it to me and he said, you'll thank me later. And, and I did it because it was unbelievable. So there you go. Dirty John. It is, let me see if I have the synopsis here. So if I have the synopsis, I can read it to you, but it's, it'll be some of the most entertaining. It's six episodes of 40 minutes and it'll be worth it every every minute like i said the first two you're like all right this is okay i'm into it but this sounds a little and then it kicks you in the dick hold on here we go let me see if i have a a synopsis okay does it have all right the first episode synopsis is just says in the months since dirty john was released uh, more of John Meehan's victims have told... Okay, yeah, so, anyway. No. Okay, no. Anyway, so, just go to it. Dirty John, six episodes, unbelievable, true crime story. If It, it will make your next drive that, that's long, gone. Just look at it that way. So, I don't have a movie, but I will give you that podcast. And more that come in, like I have other ones. I heard of, the, I heard of a couple of other ones that are really... Really good and and uh, and like conspiracy ones too. So I want to check that out. I want to check out the Steve McNair one he was telling me, and that that's that's a crazy thing because I love Steve McNair and and all that. Um, oh no, my other buddy was telling me Chris Lambert was telling me Steve McNair. You know, is that 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 some people think that that's a conspiracy and stuff. So I want to listen to that one as well. But uh, check out Dirty John. Absolutely worth it. Absolutely awesome. Just a. a there are. This is one thing that I could say. There are people in this world that are just not good people. Like, and and they kind of talk about. I don't want to get into it too much, but like, there are. There are just bad fucking people, man. Like, and I don't know, it, like, how to. Some people are like, oh, that's the devil. Some people are not, and I'm not going to say. It is or is from some evil place. I don't know that stuff. Like as far as spiritual, like I don't know. But some people are capable of some shit that you're just like, what the, f- like why, how? You know, or like what, like how could somebody be so like people can be ruthless and people could like try to hurt other people. It's 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 kind of crazy. And when you hear some of these true crime stories of these con artists and these people that do things, but you got to hear this story because like there are things that happen where you can't believe some people see what's going on and you really can't believe other people don't see what's going on because they're blinded. And I think it'll make you smarter or people that you know can help you with shit like that. Because I was just like, it started making me think of loved ones. It started making me, you got to watch, you got to listen to the shit. And you, your picture's in your head the whole time. You know? Like the the... It, it's so well, it's told so well that as you're listening to it, the movie's playing in your head. It's like, you know, when you read a book and you just, you, you, you create the, the, the images in your head, it's like the same thing, but it's just like really done well. Like you could see it. It was, it was, it's crazy. So, um, I wished it was, but I was kind of glad. It was one of those where like it ended at the, I'm like, all right, perfect. I need, I need, I need closure now. And, uh, I'll say this. Oh, I'll say this. No, uh, I will say that the ending of Dirty John was so good that when I heard what happened in the car at the end, I literally yelled in my car, good. 
Like it was one of those where it was so, it was a satisfying ending. You know, it was just one of those just, yes, that's fucking awesome. You know, it's one of those and you don't know how things are going to go down and, and all that stuff. So it's pretty, um, and it's intense and the ending is scary. So the whole thing is just like, but I remember specifically being in my car just going, good. You know, you would like, like I yelled in my car, like I was like listening to a game and my team won. Like, it's like, good. Yes. So there you go. And just like I did with my neighbor, you will thank me afterwards. Um, for sure. Um, so I got yelled at everybody yesterday, got yelled at, um, by my wife because I, uh, I let my kids, here's the thing. My kids had friends over and I got yelled at for, you ever get yelled at for no reason? And then you get the person. So my son got all like straight A's in school. But yesterday, he had friends over. And then I had to go down and do a podcast and do some work or whatever. And I had to work. And um, I was doing Bobby Kelly's podcast and I was, you know, promoting the special and, you know, all that stuff. And that's work. So my wife hits me up and she goes, Lucas has a quiz and he's not prepared and didn't study and all that stuff. She's going at me. Not like crazy, like we weren't fighting fight. We don't like fight fight, but it was just like this and that. And then I just go, I never knew about that. Nobody told me. And then I think she remembered that nobody told me. So she just goes, <laughs> what did she say? She just goes, uh, all right, well, he needs to is something. And I go, yeah, he does need to. But like, I didn't know. And uh, it was just great. Like those moments, those moments when somebody's like, yeah, but did you know? And I, no, I literally never knew once. Like, as a matter of fact, it was never told to me. Like, I never knew anything. And then it was like, oh, all right, well. And then they still go with something else. And it's like, no, no, no. Let's back up here for a second. Let's back up here, sweetheart. <laughs> Hold on a second here. The tone was that I could have, would have, should have, whatever, been a part of this studying for this quiz. When the reality is, I never knew about the quiz. So why why am I being involved in this? And then you just sit back. Those happen far and few between. And especially with my wife. You know, my wife's one of these. She's got her, you know, I's dotted and T's crossed. Oh, but not yesterday, folks. And believe me, I'm going to wallow in it. Okay, I might sit in a chair naked, in my front yard, dick out, with lights wrapped around my dick, and go, hey, I thought you said I was talking shit. Well, look at the house, and look at my dick, okay? Because it's all lit up. That's right, look at the dog. I'll wrap it around the dog's fucking legs. That's what, guys, I am not gonna lie to you. Tonight will be a night of redemption. Tonight will be a night of gloating. Tonight will be a night that we do not forget here in the Verzi household. Okay? Make no mistake about this, everybody. If you defy me, you will lose. Make no mistake about this, everybody. 
if you think you're going to get one over on me. You will not. And make no mistake about this, everybody. My wife is going to pull up to a house that you could see from fucking space just because she said that it wouldn't happen. I wanted to do it anyway. I was going to do it anyway. But I think I'm going to sit in the front yard. Maybe I might even make a sign, guys. I might even make a fucking sign that says, who's talking shit now? And then drop my pants with a fucking wreath around it. I might even do that. I might get a baby wreath, put lights around it, and then hang it from my half. (laughs) Imagine my wife was like, yeah, okay, he wants to do this. Well, now I'm going to fucking lie and tell the cops it was indecent exposure that that it that I didn't and I'm like no just to fuck with me I don't know this guy what do you mean I'm your husband I'm no he's not he's not she would let me get in the car and like get halfway out and so she finally was like all right he's my husband I'm sorry that'd be a funny way that she would get back to get back at me but I hope everybody is it we're gonna talk about a little Christmas shopping next week stop doing Amazon you lazy assholes go to the store we'll del- we'll delve into that a little more. Here's what you want. Here's what I want you guys to do. A little TVE homework assignment, if you will. Write to me, write in, um, like Christmas story shit. Good Christmas stories, funny Christmas stories. I mean, don't force it. But if you got some funny Christmas stories, if you got, you know, nightmare shopping stories, if you have like getting a gift and you were really disappointed and the person was watching you open it stories, if you exceeded expectations and you fucking completely went over the top and somebody was so overjoyed because of your gift stories, any cool stories like that, Christmas stories, I want to hear, read about, and we'll talk about. Because uh, lately I think people have really liked, and I know I've enjoyed on the show doing something a little different than all the unacceptables is kind of talking about stories or kind of talking about what you guys are, you know, stuff like like funny shit like that. So um, let's, uh, let's do that and uh, I'll definitely read them and talk about them. But any kind of like hated a gift, loved a gift, got somebody a shitty gift on purpose because you don't like them, you got a shitty gift that you didn't like, all kinds of shit like that. You know, stuff about stuff about your kid thinking Santa's real and not finding out. Because I'll tell you guys right now, I found out, my stepfather told me when I was eight years old. He just looked at my mom and goes, come on, we got to tell him. Like, Santa's not real. Santa doesn't exist. And I just had this look of like, what? What do you mean? And it still fucking bothers me to this day. So if you have stuff like that, whether your kids found out, other kids found out, when you found out, all that stuff. Let's talk about it on next week's episode. All right, I want to do that. Guys, by the way, how shitty is it to tell an eight-year-old it doesn't, you know? At least let me get to double digits. Let me get to, you know, let me get to like fucking 11 or to 10, 11. To be like, look, we got to sit down or, you know, but not to to just not, you know, <laughs> to just not, you know, just say it's not real when you're eight and shit. Just, but we got to tell them. Like, that fucked me up. Think about it. I'm sitting here telling you guys now, all these years later. Telling you that that that's what happened, but then again, you don't want your kid to be the fourteen-year-old saying, "Oh, Santa's gonna get me this," and then all your friends are thinking, "Oh my, was this kid serious?" Um, so th- th- that there is a fine, there is a number. I say between, I say by twelve, a kid should know. What do you guys think? Write in. I think by twelve, a kid should know. Ten or eleven is when I think 
the, the plug should be pulled on jolly old Saint Nick. I think around 10, 11 it should be pulled. But not not 8 or 9. Let a kid have 8 or 9. That's how I look at it. You know, the mystique of going to bed so the big man could drop a fucking present off. It's kind of, it's kind of. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's kind of exciting. It's exhilarating. You know, you're the big man. You hear the sleigh bells. You hear all that shit. You know, you're going to feed his reindeer. How come no kid was like, how come these reindeers and Santa's not puking? If the guy's got to go to billions of houses, all right, does that mean he's going to have a billion cookies in one night? I know he has a gut, but, like, that's borderline diabetes. That's like, that he's going to die. He's going to die by, like, the time he gets to Detroit. He's going to fucking die. Guys, speaking of Detroit, I'm not going there. But I will tell you this. Here's where I am going. And I hope you guys check it out. The new, newly designed paulverzi.com website, which, guess what, has access to my special. That's right. Has access to clips. That's right. Has all of my comedy dates coming up. Has my, you know, you could you could buy my album. You could see photos. You can book me. You can check out news about me. All right. Uh, here's where I'm going to be going, guys. I'm going to be in Europe with Bill Burr. In Germany, Estonia, Latvia, Hungary, Poland, Czech Republic, and Austria from the 4th to the 13th of January. Then I will be on the Impractical Jokers Cruise 3 in the Bahamas from February 6th to February 10th. I will be in Buffalo, New York at Helium February 28th through March 2nd. I will be at Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights at the end of March. Uh, At the very end of March, I will be at the West Palm Beach Improv in West Palm Beach, Florida, March 29th through the 31st. From April 4th to the 7th, I'll be at the Tempe, Arizona Improv. Okay, in Arizona, I will be in Springfield, Massachusetts. I will also be in Providence, Rhode Island, and in uh, Boston and Mohegan Sun, all of New England towards the end of spring and into the summer and all those other ones that I mentioned. All of those dates and more are on paulverzi.com. Please check those dates out and check out the website, all that stuff. Please check out the special and you guys are going to be seeing a lot of clips. Spread the clips out. Let's get these clips viral and, uh, and get ready to get the um, the next special out. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the Stress Factory. Check out CapperNetwork.com. Check out All Things Comedy. Don't tell your kids Santa Claus doesn't exist or you're a piece of shit. All right? If the kid is younger than 12 and you tell him you're a piece of shit, parent, just understand that. All right? Uh... Shout out to funny comedian Kevin Bozeman, who's got a funny joke. He goes, I just told him when the Christmas list got too expensive, which is hilarious. Really fucking funny. But don't do that. Check out Dirty John, uh, the podcast, and check out my dates and spread the word on the special. I'll say this. Streaming now on Comedy Central. Send it to your friends. Thank you, guys. Check out the Patreon. There's a brand new Patreon up right now. Me and Chris Lamberth. Uh, Great time. All that stuff. And uh, you could... Check that out. $3 a month extra. Until next time, I'm out of here, guys. I will talk to you soon. Take care.